Favorite Theorem. I'm Kevin Knudsen, and I'm joined by my co-host. I'm Evelyn Lamb. And uh, this is episode zero, in which we will lay out the ground rules for what we're going to do. The idea is every week we'll have a guest, and that guest will tell us what his or her favorite theorem is, and and they'll tell us some fun things about themselves. And uh, Evelyn had good ideas here. What what else are we going to do? Yeah, well, you know, with any great thing in life, pairings are important. So we'll also, um, you know, find the, the perfect wine or ice cream or, or work of, you know, 19th century German romanticism to include with the theorem. So we'll, we'll ask our, our hosts to help us with that. Okay, great. So, um, so since this is episode zero, we felt like we should probably set the tone uh, for, for, uh, and give you what our favorite theorems are. And so I'm going to defer. I'm going to let Evelyn go first here. What, what, what's your favorite theorem? Okay, so we're recording this on March 23rd, which is Emmy Nerder's birthday. Nice. Um, her 135th, to be precise. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I feel like I should say Nerder's theorem. So it's a theorem in physics uh, that relates, um, that, that says basically conserved quantities in physics come from symmetries of nature. So time translation symmetry yields conservation of energy and mm-hmm. things like that. But I'm not going to say that one. I'm sorry, physics. I just like math more. So um, I'm going to pick the uniformization theorem as my favorite theorem. Okay. I don't think I know that theorem. Which, which one is this? Um, it, it's a, a great theorem. Uh, so it is. Um, so when I was doing math research, um, I was working in Teichmuller theory, which is related to hyperbolic geometry. Um, so this is a theorem about two-dimensional surfaces. Um, so the the upshot of this theorem is that every two-dimensional surface um, can be given geometry that's either spherical, um, flat, so like Euclidean flat plane, or hyperbolic. Okay. Um, yeah. And you know, so the the uniformization theorem itself is related to. Uh, simply connected Riemann surfaces, those are ones with no holes, but um, this theorem you can show that surfaces, you know, 2D surfaces with any number of holes have one of these three kinds of geometry. Um, so this is, this is a great theorem. I, I just love that, that part of topology where you're classifying the surfaces and everything. So I think it's nice. A little bit of the history is that it was uh, conjectured by Poincaré in 1882 and Klein in 1883. And I think the first proof was by Poincaré in the early 1900s. Yeah. Um, but there are a lot of proofs of it uh, that come from kind of different approaches. Yeah. No, I mean, now that you tell me what the theorem is, of course, I, I know what it is. Being a topologist, I, I know how to classify surfaces, I think. Um, <laughs> uh, you know that's right. This is this is very. That is a great theorem because there's so much going on there, right? You can think about um, you know uh, Riemann surfaces as quotient of hyperbolic space, and then you get all this fun geometry going in the, in in there. Um, yeah, I love that theorem. In fact, I'm teaching our graduate topology course this this year, and I I, I didn't do this. I'm sorry, but because I had to get through homology and cohomology. <laughs> um, I said, yeah, 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 surfaces are classified. We know surfaces. Um, yeah. So, yeah. uh, so what, what are you going to pair this with? Okay, so um, my pairing is Neapolitan ice cream. Mm. I'm going a little bit literal with this. And Neapolitan ice cream is the ice cream that has part of it va- vanilla, part of it chocolate, and part of it strawberry. So this theorem says that surfaces come in three flavors. Um, nice. But actually, when I was a little kid, uh, 
when we had our birthday parties at home, uh, my mom always let the the you know us pick what kind of ice cream we wanted to have, and I always picked Neapolitan so that um, if my friends liked one of the flavors but not the others, they could have whichever flavor they wanted. You're too um, kind. <laughs> yeah, really, it, I'm just such a good-hearted person. Clearly. Um, but, yeah, Neapolitan, you know, three flavors of surfaces, three flavors of ice cream. Nice. Although nobody ever eats the strawberry, right? Yeah. I, or at least I love strawberry ice cream now. But yeah, when I was a kid, chocolate and vanilla were a little more yeah. my thing. Yeah. I remember my mother would sometimes buy the Neapolitan and that strawberry would just sit there uneaten until it got <laughs> freezer burned. And then we all, yeah. we all, we just, we just threw it away at that point. So, so okay. I guess the question is which of the the kinds of geometry is strawberry um well vanilla is clearly flat right <laughs> yeah that's that's good um, i guess i guess that means strawberry must be spherical yeah that seems right because it's pretty unique right there's, there's spherical geometry is kind of dull right it's just it's just the sphere there's a lot in, more, a lot more variation yeah, in hyperbolic geometry right yeah i guess so so and they're also, I feel like there are more different kinds of, of chocolate flavored yeah. ice creams and hyperbolic, you know, there's so many different hyperbolic surfaces. Right, so. right. Well, yeah, here in Gainesville, we have a really wonderful uh, local ice cream place and um, uh, twice a year they have chocolate night and they have 32 varieties of chocolate. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And so you can go and you can get these, you can get the, the ginormous bowl with all 36 flavors if you want. But I always get, we usually get a little sampler of, of eight different flavors and try them out. It's really wonderful. Um, yeah, I, I think yeah. I, I think that's the right classification. Yeah. Okay. okay. So Kevin. Yes. What is your favorite theorem? Well, um, yeah, I thought about this really for a long time, and what I came up with, my favorite theorem is the ham sandwich theorem. Okay. And, and um, I, I think largely because um, well, it's got a fun name, right? Yeah. And, and I remember hearing about this theorem as an, as an undergrad for the first time. And, uh, of course, this is a sort of a general topology course, and you don't prove it in that. You need, you need some algebraic topology, I think, to, to do this well. But um, I thought, wow, what a cool thing. There's something called a ham sandwich theorem. And so uh, what is the ham sandwich theorem? Ham sandwich theorem? It says, say you have um, a ham sandwich, which consists of two pieces of bread and a chunk of ham. And maybe you got a little nuts and you, you put one stack of one piece of bread on top of the fridge and another piece on the floor and your ham sitting on the counter. And the theorem is that uh, if you have a long enough knife, you can make one cut and cut all three of those things in half. You can cut your sandwich in half. And of course, mathematically, what that means is you have three um, blobs in space and there is a single plane that uh, cuts each of those blobs in half exactly. Um, I, I just thought that was a pretty remarkable theorem. I still think it's kind of a remarkable theorem because it's kind of hard to picture, right? Your, your, your blobs could be anywhere. They could be, you know, really far apart um, as long as they have positive measure. You know, they're not some flat thing. They, they, they actually have some, some 3D-ness to them. Then, then you can actually find a plane that does this. What's even more fun, I think, is that... Um, this is a consequence of the Borsuk-Ulam theorem, which, uh, which in, in this case would say that uh, if you have a, a function, a continuous function from the two-sphere to the plane, then two antipodal points, two opposite points on the sphere, have to go to the same place. 
And that's mm -hmm. always a fun theorem to explain to people who don't know any mathematics because you can say, okay, uh, somewhere right now there, there are two opposite points on the surface of the earth where the temperature and the humidity are the same, for example. Uh, yeah. So I, I love that kind of uh, theorem where there's, where there's good physical interpretation for it. Um, and of course, there are higher dimensional analogs of all this stuff, but, but the idea mm -hmm. of the ham sandwich theorem is great because everybody's had a ham sandwich probably or, or yeah. some kind of sandwich. It doesn't have to be ham. Uh, maybe, 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 okay, so uh, maybe we should be more politically correct. Uh, what, what, what's a good sandwich? Um, a peanut butter sandwich a is a peanut great butter sandwich. sandwich. But the peanut butter is kind of hard to get going, right? I mean, um, uh, like, like you sort of, you don't really want that anywhere except in the middle of the sandwich, right? You don't want to imagine this blob of peanut butter, you know, the ham you can kind well, of imagine. I guess it's really saying that you don't even have to remove the peanut butter from the jar. You can, you oh. leave the peanut butter in the jar. Oh, there you go. Okay. And right. make this, <laughs> and right. cut this sandwich in half. Right. But your knife's yeah. going to have to, your knife's going to have to get through the whole jar of peanut butter. Pretty, yeah. Pretty strong. Knife. I mean, we're talking about it. We're already asking for an arbitrarily long knife. Yes. So you don't think our arbitrarily long knife can cut through glass? Yeah, you know, it probably can. You're right. You're right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're right. How, how silly of me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if, we're, if we're being so, so silly and hypothetical, we may as well. Yeah. And yeah, so we're mathematicians. So after we are. All. That's right. That's, that's what we are. Um, so I thought about the pairing too. Basically. Yeah. What would you. I, I've got a croque monsieur, right? I mean, uh huh. You're, you're, yeah. you're in France right now. You, you probably do these all the time. Um, and what does one what does one have with a croque monsieur? It's not really fancy food. Uh, so I, I think you've got to go with a beer for this. And mm -hmm. uh, if I'm getting to choose any beer, um, we have a wonderful local brewery here, First Magnitude Brewery. It's owned by a good friend of mine, and they have a really nice pale ale. It's called 72 Pale Ale. So I'm, I'm gonna. So I, I invite everyone to look up First Magnitude Brewing. Uh, on the on on the internet there and uh, and and check them out. Um, it, uh, it, it's a good beer, not too hoppy, you know. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean it's it's hoppy enough, but it's not one of the like the one of those West Coast IPAs where it just makes your mouth shrivel up when you. Yeah, it socks you in the face yeah, with the yeah. hop. Yeah, you don't need all that. So. Yeah, nice. yeah. So actually, if you think of the two pieces of bread as one mass of bread, mm -hmm. and then the ham its own thing, then you could also bisect the bread, the ham, and the beer yeah. with one knife. That's, that's right. We could do that. All right. This is good. This is good. If, if you wanted to, if, you know, if you really yeah. wanted to make sure to eat your, your meal in two identical halves. Right. Um, right. Okay. So, so, you have van, is... so you have vanilla donuts and balls of chocolate. No, 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 no. The, the, the donuts were, wait a minute. The hyperbolic spaces were... Chocolate. Yeah, chocolate. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay. Wait a minute. So this is starting to break down. And but well, but, but the flat geometry is the plane. But there is a flat torus too, right? I mean, you can. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So you could have a flat donut, or you could also have a flat plane. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. All right. This is fun. I I I, I think we're going to have a good time doing this. Uh, yeah, I think this, so. This and I think we're going to end each episode hungry. Uh, it's, um, it sounds that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. so, so in, in the weeks to come, I think we, we have a pretty good lineup of, of interesting people, uh, from yes. all areas of mathematics and, uh, all, all, all parts of the world, hopefully. And, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about this project. So, so thanks Evelyn for coming along with me on this. Um, yeah, well, thank you for inviting me. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, great. Okay. So until next time, this has been my favorite theorem. <laughs> 
Thanks for listening to My Favorite Theorem, hosted by Kevin Knudsen and Evelyn Lamb. The music you're hearing is a piece called Fractalia, a percussion quartet performed by four high school students from Gainesville, Florida. They are Blake Crawford, Gus Knudsen, Del Mitchell, and Bao Chao Nguyen. You can find more information about the mathematicians and theorems featured in this podcast, along with other delightful mathematical treats, at Kevin's website, kpknudsen.com, and Evelyn's blog, Roots of Unity, on the Scientific American Blog Network. We love to hear from our listeners, so please drop us a line at myfavoritetheorem at gmail.com, or you can find us on Facebook and Twitter. Kevin's handle on Twitter is at NivikNazdunk, that's Kevin spelled backwards, followed by Knudsen spelled backwards, and Evelyn's is at Evelyn J. Lamb. The show itself also has a Twitter feed. The handle is M-Y-F-A-V-E-T-H-M. That's at My Favorite Theorem. Join us next time to learn another fascinating piece of mathematics. Thank you.